This is an audio essay. To read the actual essay, go to mahanmccann.substack.com. The link is in the description on Spotify or whichever platform you're listening on. Oh! Why Ireland's hate speech regulation misses the point. I've spent the last three years researching the ethical issues of social media and was given the DCU School of Theology and Philosophy Scholarship 2022 to do so. I've spent the last year reviewing the literature on social media, working through 2,700 papers on the topic and reading in depth close to 100 of the most pertinent. Mostly I try to avoid politics like the plague, but the Criminal Justice Incitement to Violence or Hatred and Hate Offences Bill 2022 is currently making its way through the Dáil and Shannon and is somewhat in my wheelhouse. This bill is designed to update Ireland's 1989 incitement to hatred laws, mainly because social media has outdated them. There is an increasing call for regulation on social media, and this is what my literature is focused on, and providing tailored recommendations for future policies like this one. Social media regulation is 100% necessary, as the companies themselves are locked into a highly competitive market, and to regulate themselves properly would cost them market share and ultimately profits. However, this particular regulation misses the point. The bill addresses a symptom rather than the problem, and in my predictions will create further problems and fail to address the root cause of the issue with communication on social media. There have been a lot of complaints about this bill already. Vague and circular definition of hate as hatred, which means hatred against a person or a group of persons in the state or elsewhere on account of their protected characteristics or any one of those characteristics. The potential creation of thought crime, uh, the potential for censorship of dissenting political beliefs and an overall threat to free speech. However, my critique in this essay is that the bill does nothing to change the incentives at the bottom of the social media business model that rewards so-called hate speech and digital animosity. The bill criminalizes an emotion and the technology is optimized to create negative emotions like fear, anger and animosity. This is not to excuse animosity online or so-called hate speech, but the bigger picture of why this type of communication has become such a problem in the digital sphere needs to be revealed for a proper solution to be addressed. To understand this problem, we must understand the social media business model. Social media companies are for-profit companies that operate in a two-sided market, where they give away their product and services for free to users and generate revenue by charging a fee to advertisers to influence the behaviour of those users. Because of this attention economy business model, the more time users spend on site, the more revenue the company generates. The company is incentivized to take up as much user time and attention as possible to maximise advertiser profits and to maintain enough users on the networks to justify those advertisers signing up in the first place. This is one of the reasons why Twitter allowed so many fake accounts and bots for so long. This goal of maximising attention has led to an arms race to capture a finite amount of user attention between social media companies, creators and media on the platforms. This arms race has incentivised manipulative design techniques to emotionally hijack users and get them addicted. We have enough data now to infer what the black box content ranking algorithms optimised for user engagement and attention are really prioritising. And it's not reliable, well thought out information. It's sensational, shocking and radical content. Big surprise. 
What captures human attention is conflict, drama, story, and social media has turned our culture into a reality TV game show. Virality drives much of the incentives for uploading and communicating on platforms by offering a tempting rise in status for little to no effort. What content is it that goes viral? According to Rathja and Brady, it is high arousal emotions, moral language, and particularly outgroup animosity, which sounds pretty close to hate. Brady reports that every moral emotional word added to a tweet was associated with an average of 20% increase in sharing. Across 2,730,215 observations on Facebook and Twitter, Rathja S. found that posts about the political outgroup were more likely to be shared than the political in-group. Therefore, posts associated with outgroup language are 4.8 times as large as negative effect language and 6.7 times as big as the moral emotional language. This means that the most popular kind of posts to make are ones that attack other outgroups. The New York Times reported that Facebook found that posts users rated as bad for the world received more engagement, and overall engagement decreased when they downranked these posts. In other words, the platforms are increasing negative emotions and outgroup animosity for engagement and profit. As Rathja argues, the companies can't stop promoting outgroup animosity because if they do, they lose engagement and hence profit. The companies themselves are powerless over the business model that they've signed up for because their profit margins are like a treadmill on which they are running. So to stop is to fall off and be overtaken by a competitor. In this position, the government should step in when the companies cannot self-regulate. However, instead, this bill stands at the end of the social media tunnel, playing whack-a-mole with whatever individual pops out, without wondering why there has been such an increase and proliferation of this type of communication in the digital sphere in the first place. Many social media features such as comment threads, liking and sharing are, were designed to encourage engagement initially, but have since been shown to create endless competition and conflict that makes the world worse. The literature is unequivocal on that. So to create a bill like this that splits society further into in-groups and out-groups is the opposite of solving the problem. In conclusion, the rise of out-group animosity or hate speech in the 21st century with social media is a feature, not a bug. The bubble of so-called hate that we see in the 21st century is because we are being manipulated by new, highly emotional and advanced technologies that pit people against one another so they keep coming back for more. That's the business model. This bill is a paper signing exercise at this point, and with some amendments, it will likely come into fruition in its current form. However, my prediction is that this bill will not solve the problem of outgroup animosity in the digital sphere because it does nothing to address the underlying incentives of the business model which have driven the culture war and endlessly amplifies conflict and crisis to capture user attention. I predict that this regulation will at best do little to nothing and only waste taxpayer money and government resources, or at worst it will generate entirely new problems and fail to solve any old ones. What would be a better solution would be banning the attention economy business model, banning micro-targeted advertising and putting restrictions on data collection similar to GDPR regulations and finally limiting virality to disincentivize outgroup animosity. Social media did not invent hate, but it is amplifying intergroup conflict and is doing so by design. You won't cure hate by taming social media, but you can stop the massive increase that we have seen and start repairing the relational damage that has been done to democracy and the public sphere in this first public encounter with a misaligned artificial intelligence. Yes, you heard it. 
social media is the first public encounter with artificial intelligence. And as we are on the eve of another one with generative AI coming to fruition also, dealing with this first wave of artificial intelligence before the next one is becoming more pertinent by the day.